Hey, it's Andrew, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Did you know that you can subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or wherever you get your podcasts to have new episodes delivered to your feed twice a week on Wednesday and Friday? All you have to do is pick up your phone, navigate to your podcast app, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse podcast and click subscribe. If you're a longtime listener or if this is your first episode, we hope you enjoy the Door County Pulse podcast. Welcome to One on One, a Door County Pulse interview series. I'm Andrew Clyden, here with Aliyah Kidd, multimedia editor for the Peninsula Pulse. And our guests this week are Gustavo Gallardo and Jamie Dolan from Goose and Twigs. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? Good. Doing fine, thank you. So you guys, uh, you recently opened up Goose and Twigs in Sister Bay. Tell me a little bit about, uh, about that process. When did you guys kind of start hatching the idea for that? And, uh, and tell us a little bit about the inception of it. Well, we start uh, around two years ago. We came for vacation to Door County. We were invited for some friends that they have a store in the town in Sister Bay. And we fall in love of the town. I mean, it's very easy to want to be a local after being a, a tourist. So we start trying to see if we can make a, invest some money in the area. And we find that corner in Mill Road and Spring Road, we decided that probably a hotel could be a good idea. Um, and then the, the restaurant part comes after that. So when we start building, we said, well, we can have a nice lobby here and we can have a coffee shop. And then the coffee shop turns a little bit more into a restaurant. So you have two buildings right now, right? Some of uh, There's one that's still in construction. Um, but then you also have the cafe part of it. And Jamie, you're the chef for the cafe and the restaurant part, right? Correct. Yeah, we are waiting for more people, but we are going to be open May 1st, hopefully, for the breakfast and then hopefully June 1st for lunch. Great. And did you do kind of a soft open uh, earlier in the month? We did, yes. Uh, it went pretty well. Um, it was just me and my girlfriend, Mackenzie, working basically everything. So, I mean... That was kind of difficult. That's where we decided that we needed more people. Uh, we had a few electrical difficulties that we've figured out since then, and hopefully we'll have another soft opening. Um, probably about a week in full, and then hopefully go on from there. Aliyah, you were able to go, and you got lunch, right? I stopped in for breakfast, actually, and kind of checked out the new cafe and got to talk a little bit more about Goose and Twigs, what it was, and got to see the new building. Um, that was April 1st. And so there was there's coffee, smoothies, and parfait. And the parfait is what I was able to sample, which was really delicious. Yeah, we are still doing the smoothies and everything. We're still doing the specialty parfaits for the time being. Um, so we can still do that. And we also have a bakery. Um, we're getting everything sourced locally from... Valley Bakers, actually, from southern Wisconsin. So until then, we are still doing the bakery. Let's let's talk a little bit more about the, the food side of things, and then we'll jump into the lodging portion of it. Okay. Uh, you, you mentioned how you're sourcing things locally. How important is that for, for Goose and Twigs to this be? Is, this is very important for us. Uh, we are also a marketplace, so um, we have a lot of local stuff. We're doing stuff from Bees, which is very far up north. We have Sequist, which is a lot of people's favorite cherry up here. We are also doing Peninsula Winery, Door County Coffee. 
I mean, everything is basically sourced local. We're trying to do, um, as well as the food menu, we're trying to keep that on there as well. So we'll have, um, for example, Jorn Sugarbush maple syrup on there, and we'll be selling that in the marketplace as well. So, yeah, we're trying to keep everything as basically close to home as possible. And, Jamie, you have some ties to the Door County restaurant industry, right? Where were you at before you were at Goose and Twigs? Yeah, actually, I mean, recently I was um, at Mr. Helsinki's for probably the last two years. We spent our winter in Colorado, so I did actually open up a vegan restaurant in Colorado called Moxie. And I got to uh, stage in Chicago, actually, recently at Grant Atkins restaurant. So that was really cool. But other than that, yeah, I mean, Mr. Helsinki is what I've been doing for the last two years up here. Fireside and Boathouse as well for the first portion of when I moved up here. And yeah, I mean, I'm glad to have fallen in this position. Goose is a really nice guy. His whole family, really nice people. Tell me a little bit about the inspiration for the food. What are you trying to capture with the dining menu? So yeah, we are trying to keep the menu smaller so we can basically keep attention to every single item so everything is getting the attention it deserves and everything is coming out how everybody would want it to. I got to kind of peek at the menu and it looked really delicious so I'm excited to try it. Um, I remember there was an avocado toast I believe. Yeah, yep, this is one of my favorites. Uh, um, taco, uh, breakfast taco. Yeah, the breakfast taco. That is another good awesome. one on the garden tortilla. Uh, yeah, so, and I noticed you were sourcing from Vern's cheese and Nooski's bacon. Yep, yep. So, all delicious things. And then eventually you are kind of thinking, hopefully, as the breakfast menu rolls out, that you'll stay open later for lunch as the season progresses. But Yep, yep. We will have a lunch menu, and as well, we are going to be selling the Vern's cheeses. We're going to try to be bringing in meats as well. Um, our lunch menu is going to have a cheese and a meat board. We'll be doing mussels and oysters and fresh stuff like this, sandwiches, a few flatbreads, salads. And then you also had a Bloody Mary, right? Yes, the Bloody Mary, the breakfast Bloody Mary, which yeah. is one of my favorites. Um, yeah. I was trying to fall asleep one night and then that popped into my head. It's like, oh my God, a breakfast Bloody Mary, that actually sounds awesome. Necessary. So we're going to put like a smoked cinnamon rim on it, on it mm -hmm. instead of the general celery rim that you'd see on most and... Instead of having the, like, uh, meat stick and such, we're going to do a maple-infused pancake skewer, Vern's cheddar, uh, fresh blueberries, hard-boiled egg, and bacon. So Yum. more on the breakfast side of things. And you can get that as well with a fresh Blue Point oyster and hollandaise sauce. Awesome. Yeah. So... That is including wine, correct? Because it's you do have wine and beer yeah. license. We do have, yeah, the wine and beer license. Okay. So that is actually a Zinfandel instead okay. of vodka. Yeah. And I noticed you did have a wine selection from Peninsula Winery, but then you do have domestic and imported, correct? Yeah, we have uh, something that we call around the world wines. So we have some selection from France, Italy, Argentina, Spain. So we have a couple of options to offer to our customers. Yes, I love Door County wines, but there are certain wines you just can't really get from Door County. So that yes. is awesome to have. Why don't we pivot a little bit into the the lodging side of things? So uh, let's let's start kind of at the the I think the question that everybody has the name Goose and Twigs. Where did that come from? Okay, um, it comes because my name is Gustavo. My short name is Goose or G U S in Spanish because I'm from Mexico. So people start calling me Goss. 
but my family called me Goose. So th there was like a little bit misunderstanding. People started having fun with the idea that I was Goose. So mostly the kids, they started me calling Goose and Goose and Goose and states like this. So when we were trying to find a name for our place, we were doing all our, our brainstorming and we come with a Goose idea. In Spanish, if you said a uh, twig, a twig it's in Spanish is retoño, which has the meaning as your children as well. So when we come with the idea, Goose and Twigs has the idea to be me and my children. So it's got the family element it's to it. It's the family element, but it's not just that. We learned that the geese, when they nest, they normally nest always in the same place, the same area where they nest for their very first time. So that gives us the idea that people that stay in our hotel would like to come back every year and stay with us because we're doing a good job. Well, and you had mentioned earlier how, how you came up to Door County for the first time a couple of years ago. Uh, a lot of people that we talked to who relocate up here were coming up as children or, you know, their grandparents brought them up or that kind of thing. But you, you came up and were immediately taken by Door County. It, it turned around really quickly for you. It was fast. And, you know, the thing is we came the first time in November. So it was, it was a little bit of ghost town when we came for the very first time. And even that, we, we said, this place is beautiful. And we came back again and again. We came like probably five to six times during the following months. And we just fall in love. They called themselves the Stradivarius Builders of Sturgeon Bay because the guys at Palmer Johnson were artists in wood and metalwork, anything you imagine. They did it so beautifully well. The first fishermen came down the lake from Pankin Island, worked their way along the north shore of Lake Michigan, and they came because of the whitefish. The whitefish were abundant. In 1945, 2,000 German prisoners of war came to Door County and picked cherries for just one harvest season. Peninsula Filmworks is dedicated to telling the stories of Door County, past, present, and future. To learn more about the history of shipbuilding in Sturgeon Bay, to see how the cherry became a Door County icon, or to watch the peninsula's last remaining fishermen brave the waters to haul in thousands of pounds of whitefish daily, and the many other incredible stories produced with the Door County Visitor Bureau, visit doorcounty.com slash ourdoorcounty. So we talked a little bit about the locally sourced ingredients and there's an element of sustainability to that, but there's also a sustainability element in the building itself. So your architect set out to create a LEED certified building, right? Which means that it's, it's very green, very sustainable. Uh, how important was that to you when you started to uh, work on the construction? Yes. Well, all this idea of uh, sustainability, it's not just because it's trendy. Uh, people sometimes think that we are doing this because it's trendy. And the truth is that we are really uh, worried about change in our climate and we are worried about what is going on. So we decide to bring to Door County part of that, I will say, need that we all have to take care of our planet. So our building is becoming an LED building. We have parts certified, but because it's not just the way you build it, it's as well the way you run it. So you need to pass a process. It's about a year process where you show the inspectors how you manage it, and then you can get the certification. So we have different 
ways to focus on that area. For example, all our hand washers, toilets are uh, low flow and high pressure, as well the showers in the hotel. We don't give uh, shampoo or conditioner or body wash in plastic bottles. We have dispensers. And not just that, our soaps and the, even the, the toilet paper and the tissues are made from resources like bamboo or sugarcane. So everything is related to that. Of course, our lights are, all of them are LED. Uh, when, I, when I was visiting, I know you pointed out too that you're, you have really thick walls. <laughs> yes, yes, we have because they have um, the double size as normal. And this is the idea is because they have a double insulation. Right, yeah. So I think I read that it was almost net zero. So yeah, it's like very efficient. It's very efficient. And all the equipment that we have are five-star energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Jamie was talking about the difficulties, the technical difficulties that we have in our soft opening was related to the electricity because mm-hmm. we don't have any source of gas. We don't use mm-hmm. natural gas or propane. And you have plans to be using more solar. Is that correct? Yeah. So the second building, it's oriented uh, a little bit weird. And that the reason is because it's facing the path of the sun. So because that building is going to have solar panels. We have the idea that with that uh, solar panels, we are going to be able to run the whole loading area just for the kitchen and the, and the restaurant areas where we are going to use a little bit. But even that is very efficient what we have. Yeah, excellent. And so currently you, you did the soft open and you have, is it four rooms available? Five. Five currently and the, with plans to eventually have the, those additional four. Four more. Awesome. Um, I just wanted to touch back on that parfait that I had. Um, (laughs) When you brought it out, I will say I was very impressed with how beautiful it was because, you know, it had the the yogurt and the granola and the fruit, but it also had the house-made whipped cream and they're called cider pearls. Is that correct? Yep. yep. (laughs) That was uh, one of my influences, obviously, from the whole molecular side of things when I was cooking. Um, we use agar-agar, which is a gelatin, basically, extracted from seaweed, and boil that. You can basically boil it into any liquid and then suck it into a syringe, drop that into some cold oil, and it'll form pearls. Don't so, say it too much about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret. It's our secret. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's one of the fun things that we're doing. Like he said, uh, we, we're not using fire, which is awesome. I enjoy that. We don't actually have a lot of hood space. We're restricted in that area, but I don't really mind. It leaves room for me to use stuff like uh, immersion circulators and induction burners and stuff that can actually keep a better precise temperature than fire. And you mentioned the whipped cream. We're actually doing also, for one of our parfaits is a non-baked cheesecake that we charge with nitrous. Mm. That's also how the whipped cream was made, charged with nitrous. So that's different from a lot of yeah. places that I've been around here. We use things like that. Right. I also noticed, are you going to be using a sous vide? Yes, that is the immersion circulator. So we are doing gotcha. that for a, a lot of things, actually. Yeah, that's been an interesting food trend, I feel like. I've been seeing sous vide use more on menus. Right, right. It's great. It, it leaves you with a much better product, I'd say. Um, like with steak, for example, a medium rare steak, usually generally you'd see a pink center in it. And that's actually because the outside has been oxidized since it was cooking in oxygen. Uh, 
big misconception is the red in steak is blood, but it's actually myoglobin, and that turns brown when it oxidizes. So with sous vide cooking, you take away the atmosphere, take away all of the oxygen, and cook it. So what you'd come out with, a medium rare steak, would be completely red still, the best texture. It's just amazing, honestly. Yeah, and you said that takes away the need to have fire or flame. Right. Yeah, that is definitely true. Yeah. Awesome. And when are you open currently for for serving for breakfast? For breakfast, we are going to try to shoot for May 1st. Um, Like I said, we're still looking for staff, but it is pretty difficult. doesn't seem like there's a lot of people up here right now. Right. We're hoping that May will be a little more busy. Yeah. So you have one building open currently for reservations, right? Yes. We have five rooms available, and actually we are... Uh, book for part of the season. So we're happy that we are getting people and we're getting good reviews from the people that stay. And then are you guys planning on being open year round? Yes, that's the idea. That's the idea to be open all year round. Well, and you you had mentioned how your first time up here was in November and the the effect that that had on you was powerful enough to have you come up. So it's cool that you're going to be open year round to give other guests an opportunity to experience the county in the off season too. We love locals. We have a beautiful community in Sister Bay. And when we were building, a lot of people come to us and say, thank you for doing this and the way you're doing, it's great. So we will support you. So since the beginning, we feel a lot of support from our locals. And I can tell you now we have some people that come two to three times a week. We would like to give them a little something back for their support is staying open all year round. Well, I think that that's just about going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for coming in and chatting with us. And uh, I wish you all the luck for the upcoming season. And uh, it's really great to have you guys in our community. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you for having us. For more Door County news, interviews, and exclusive content, check us out at doorcountypulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse available every Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast to get new episodes delivered straight to your device twice a week. Thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast.